Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that will teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Ho, 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 your garden, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I am your happy host of horticulture, Kevin Jordan. I'm so glad to be here. This week, I am the germinator because we were talking all about germinating seeds, uh, gardening with seeds. Uh, seed is where it at. Austin, I feel the need, the need for seed. How you doing there, Austin? Hey, Kevin, I'm doing great. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're talking about seeds today, right, Kevin? That's it. So I'm planning out the summertime garden. Uh, the warm season is coming. It's right around the corner. I know we've got several months, but right now is the best time to actually plan out that garden ahead of time. So that way I can figure out what kind of plants I'm going to grow, how many I'm going to grow, And basically how many of those I can grow from seed because I want to get to the store and go pick up some seed to get those started ASAP. Before we uh, jump into our our seed adventure, I just want to address a question that we got on our Facebook group. Just a a big friendly reminder to everyone. We have a group on Facebook called the Green Acres Garden Podcast Group. And on there, we're taking questions right now for next next week's Q&A episode. And I just want to get one of these questions knocked out right now. Kevin, are you game? I would love to. Okay. This question comes from Doreen Alfonso, and they ask, what is a good fruit tree for a beginner to plant that doesn't require special care? Ooh, a great question, Doreen. Uh, there are so many fruit trees you could choose from. A couple that come to mind are your figs and your pomegranate. You can get those in, in smaller varieties. They're really easy to take care of. Once they get established, they're pretty durable. And of course, I'm always a fan of citrus. You know, you get yourself a semi-dwarf citrus. Uh, it gets rooted, and they're pretty darn durable as well. So your figs, your pomegranates, your citrus, those are low-need you know, low need plants that really, once they get off and going, um, you're really going to enjoy some harvest in the near future. All right. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, Doreen, for the question. Um, again, we're still taking more questions. Ask away. Uh, get in there on that group and ask us stuff um, for our big final episode of the year, our Q&A episode. Um, but now let's get back into the topic at hand, seeds. And uh, today we're going to make the case for seeds, right, Kevin? Yes. And then, seeds are um, awesome. <laughs> seeds are awesome. We also went on a little uh, adventure at the store, didn't we? We certainly did. So I cannot wait to go to that. Uh, We had a great time at the store. We actually went on a hunt for seeds. uh, And really, we're going to have an amazing little garden this this summer, uh, thanks to some wonderful seed packets. And so I I am just a huge fan of growing from seed. Honestly, I think it's one of the best ways to start your garden. Um, It's so economical. It's really kind of magical in a way to see a seed sprout from this dormant little thing into a, a living organism. It's really incredible. I get so much uh, mental satisfaction out of it. But the, even the better part is once that pl- that seed starts developing into a you know a healthy, mature plant, you start seeing flowers or you start seeing fruit and vegetables start to form. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I love it. And like I said, it's it's the most economical way to be growing your vegetable garden, um, and whether it's the winter or the summer. Uh, seed, seed, seeds. Uh, if you want to save some money out in that garden, uh, gardening doesn't have to be an expensive adventure for anybody. And I always love saving a buck or two. And so whenever I can, I always try to grow from seed. Uh, the, the best gardeners out there, Austin, you'll notice they save seeds. They'll, they'll grow things. They'll save them when they can. Or they'll, they'll purchase seeds from season to season. 
and you might not just plant all the seeds that year. You'll store them. Uh, you'll see folks with like tackle boxes and caboodles and, you know, mm-hmm. almost like a, like a literal toolbox of seeds filled full of seeds. Uh, and so it's a great way. That's how you really know when you're uh, in the midst of, of a true green thumb is how they keep their seeds. No, I'm not there yet. Uh, but we did have a great shopping trip at the Green Acres store. And I cut together a little piece of you and me, Kevin, hanging out at the seed rack, um, trying to decipher uh, what seeds we're going to get. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Today we're actually we're going to peruse. Uh, it's almost like walking through a, a catalog. We're actually staring at the, the wall of seeds here at the nursery, and I highly suggest doing it. So this time of year is Austin is a perfect time for us, as we mentioned, to um, have a plan. So mm-hmm. hopefully you have some some plan in your mind of what you want for your garden. Kinda doesn't, doesn't have to be concrete, but just knowing how much space you have, how much time, um, what you want out of your garden. Um, I think knowing what you like to eat, what you don't like. That yeah. is a good start, and then you can go from there. Right. So, uh, so I do have a few things in mind, but I'd also want to stay open to something that might grab me. And looking at this wall, there's two walls of seeds. Both, and here. each wall is double-sided. Yes, there's a lot to look at, a lot to take in. So immediately, I'm a little bit overwhelmed, but I'm hoping you can guide me and kind of like ease me into this, because there's a lot to look at here. No, this is uh, this is a beautiful, this is like yeah. artwork here, all these seeds. <laughs> uh, so don't be too overwhelmed. Actually, it's really simple. They're all in alphabetical order. Um, there's different oh, brands, that? but they're all the ones here are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's catalogs that you can choose seeds on, but I think there's no substitute for just getting down there in front of the wall uh, and just enjoying it. Like I said, they're, they're all alphabetical. You notice some of the plants are clustered uh, together. You got all your green beans there. You can see the cantaloupe and the melons, your peppers. So Austin, so for my spring plantings, right now I'm planting out a lot of coarse tomato seeds. Yeah. But for me, peppers germinate and grow the slowest. So, uh, so I honestly, I set my sets, on my, yep, I set my sights on peppers and then I go from there. Um, I love, I don't know about you, I do love some spicy peppers. Yep. But for the most part, um, the sweet peppers just kill it. Everyone loves a nice bell pepper. Last year, we grew that that um, that candy cane striped uh, bell pepper that was delicious. And so that's what's kind of fun about the seeds is you're going to get varieties that oftentimes you're not just going to be able to get your hands on mm-hmm. um, as a cutting or as a seedling. Well, let me just say, I, I definitely agree with peppers. I would love, that's part of my plan for the next season is to grow some something hot. Um, not a big fan of the bell pepper, so I'm going to skip on that. But I, I say you go for it. So but let's check out some peppers. Awesome. So peppers, like I said, that's where I start with because for me, uh, I always I've regretted in the past not mm-hmm. getting them started sooner. And by started, I mean literally germinating them in soil and getting them. So that's sprouted. true for like all peppers. They take a while to get going. They right? take a while to get together, and they're they're the ones that are really going to respond to using a heat mat. So lately, Ooh. I've been I've been growing a lot of cool season vegetables, uh, lettuce and you know, all my brassicas and whatnot, the beets and carrots, they don't require a whole lot of heat uh, or a heating pad at all for germination. Your tomatoes, your peppers, all your melons and things like that, they really are gonna respond to those warm temperatures and that's what's really gonna help uh, speed up and induce that germination process. So we will need a heating mat with those, but the okay. peppers are the way to go. I'm gonna check out what we have here. We've got... The selection's pretty cool, there's yeah. so many. So you said you really like them hot. Serranos, the shishitos are really cool. Oh, I like shishito, and, I did that last yeah, time and they're it they're awesome. great. Um, the Thai hots are delicious. I remember uh, eating food with some folks before and they just kept, everybody had like a pepper in their hand as they were eating. 
So they'd take a little bite of pepper, take some food. It was incredible. And so peppers make everything taste good. Nice. Now, if you really want to hurt yourself, <laughs> the ghost peppers are there. No. Of course, that's one of the hottest ones. No. Um, I'll go habanero. That's kind of my max. Uh, I can't go beyond that comfortably. The habaneros are fantastic. Actually, I was mentioning earlier, uh, I love habaneros. They're so delicious. Um, they're Ooh. just the right amount of heat for me. Here's the New Mex lemon spice. That, that was we, good. We grew that one last summer. It's like a, a yellow... Um, Jalapeno, and yeah. it's, it's really stands out. It's um, kind of a lime green, bright yellow, and they're delicious. They actually do have a slightly different flavor. Red Here's a green. cool cool looking pepper. This is a jalapeno, but it's called Jalafuego. What's going on with that one? So that one is what's great about this, different other variety. That is, if, so if you like stuffing your peppers, you Stuff know, like, che cheese and oh. bacon and deliciousness, uh, that one's larger, and so it's actually kind of grown for that, where it has that jalapeno oh. flavor, but it's a bit bigger. You can haul that sucker out and really enjoy it. Okay. Well, I'm definitely, I'll go, I'm going to go with jalapeno. You're going to grab some too? I, I will grab some. Yeah. I, I need some peppers. We're going to be growing a bunch of the habaneros as well for my garden. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting, so those are the first ones I'm going to get started out right. of the gate. Okay. Shortly, so after that, what do you think? So shortly thereafter, we're going tomatoes. And that's one of the cool things oh, about yes. using seeds. So most, all your high level gardeners, they're growing their tomatoes from seeds. Um, we've met, you know, a gardener just recently. Would he grow a hundred plus varieties in his home garden? That's insane yeah. in a great way. Um, he is an exception to the rule. So I think most folks, you know, maybe you're growing a handful of varieties, maybe uh -huh. two, three, four, five. And so growing from seed is the best because then you can pick out exactly the variety you want. You can get them started early, and then when you know April rolls around and you know into May, things are warming up and you're ready to get your plants in the ground. You can have some monsters started. Um, or just some healthy seedlings mm -hmm. um, that are just going to be off, you know, really just healthy, good root system. And getting them started now or close to now is going to be the time. And so tomatoes, they're fantastic. They're also going to respond to the heat mat. But what's great is you can see these are my favorite right here. This okay, might be the yeah, most delicious huge, thing on the rack. These huge are the, supply. The sun golds. And so um, there's, you know, you can see all the different varieties here. If you, um, the rack is packed full. Uh, different catalogs are also going to provide, you know, just a wealth of options to the home gardener. So, you know, hunting down different varieties and doing your research on things that really maybe sound appealing to you as far as their flavor and what you're gonna use them for, like the sun golds. I mean, they're like little, it's like nature's little candy drops yeah. in the garden. I love those. But if you want something that's a big slicer or the, you know, the green zebras, you have all these different colors, uh, the Cherokee purple, the, the sweeties, the Supremo, um, Romas, if you wanna make some actual pasta sauce at home. So whatever your garden plan is, uh, now hopefully tomatoes are incorporated into that because um, they're just delicious. For sure. So I'm, I'm doing tomato. That's going to be a staple of mine too. Um, I'll do sun gold because you're always talking about they're sun gold. They're so good. Okay, so we've got peppers. We hit our tomatoes. I'm definitely doing both of those. I, I got to bring this up. This is kind of left field though. Yeah. But over here, I'm seeing uh, a seed packet for popcorn, that, what is going yeah, on? Those caught my eye as well. That is pretty cool. So that's, you see, oh, there's different corn. So some folks, you know, maybe they'll get their corn at the, at the store, but having fresh corn uh, just off the, I mean, literally right, right off the plant, yeah. like where you can just, you know, strip it back and eat it, it's incredible. But growing your own popcorn corn, that's incredible. Because popcorn takes a specific type of corn. Not all okay. corn cob can, you know, can't turn it all, but this one can. And so uh, I think this is new. This is, a, this is a newbie. So, I don't um, know. Like, does that require a lot of space growing corn? It does take, um, yeah, because you, you usually grow blocks of it. So there, it's wind pollinated, um, and so you definitely need several rows of it for it to really do well. Some people they'll okay. put just a few up, um, and they and they wonder why they're not getting a ton of corn 
or any at all, and it's because they're wind pollinated. You got to plant them in blocks. Um, so if you have the space, um, it can be worth it for sure. Okay. Like I said, that sweet corn fresh off the plant, there's nothing like it. But that growing your own popcorn, that would be an achievement. That's That'd be fun. definitely, yeah, something. But I probably don't have the space, right? You, do, you don't have the space okay. um, or enough sunshine where you're at. Okay. All right, well, so I'll, I'll move on, tricky. even though that looks really cool. I hope somebody out there does have the space and grow it for popcorn. Austin. Yeah, grow your popcorn, <laughs> uh, which is cool. You've got some other stuff you pulled out yeah. ahead of time. What, oh, yeah. what do we got here? We got milkweed. What's going on with oh, that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not It's not milky, so don't eat. No, no, no. I can't eat that, though, right? Don't eat it. It's toxic, okay. but it's beautiful. <laughs> and what's awesome about this, this is a milkweed um, that is actually native seeds to our area, which is fantastic. Everybody right now is looking to bring in more monarchs into their garden and their yards. We, we love monarchs. Butterflies, are, they're just gorgeous. There's like, butterflies on the pack. The, the, it lets you know they're beautiful artwork. But uh, they, that will literally bring them in, and that is a plant that is toxic to us. Uh -huh. But the monarchs will lay, they'll land there, they'll drink off of it, they'll lay their eggs, their eggs hatch. The baby caterpillars eat that toxic plant, ingest it, and then they incorporate those toxins into their body for the rest of their life. Even oh. when they change into a butterfly, they're now toxic for the rest of their lives. And that's why you don't see mon uh, monarchs getting eaten by little sparrows and birds too often because they can't. Oh, interesting. So, uh, so the milkweed is fantastic. And, and what's great is um, you, having the native variety is best because that's really gonna help support uh, the, the native you know, monarchs here. Oh, yeah. They're migrating all the time. And in my own experience, having uh, milkweed in our gardens, it's fantastic. It actually is, it kind of is a bit of a weed in a way. So. <laughs> Um, it doesn't spread like Bermuda grass or anything, but uh -huh. it's very hardy and takes very little care. We cut it back season to season as needed. Um, it's actually even popped up and it does volunteer sometimes, but it's easy enough to control. Uh, but small little beautiful little flowers, but they, it just brings in beautiful, mm. massive monarchs and it's really fun to see. And when you actually get some caterpillars, it's, 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 it's amazing. It really makes you feel great. And so mm -hmm. planting that native variety is just gonna be a great way to kind of um, Help, the, help those monarchs out. Well, and you know, just hanging out here for this little bit of time, I'm already getting more comfortable and relaxed. Um, and the, uh, the, the bigness and the overwhelmingness that I felt at first from these walls of seeds is already going away. Like too many choices. You know, just hanging out here. I, maybe I'd recommend that to, to listeners. If you want to start growing stuff by seed and planting this stuff out, uh, maybe take some of these recommendations that Kevin's giving, but then just hang out here for a little bit and you'll start to get you'll start to recognize things on the wall and it'll all start to get more and more comfortable i think cuz i'm i'm it's you know i'm getting more comfortable here uh, just just right absorb now. it, and yeah. it should be fun. And like, I mean, right here, you walked oh, over right. to my new, my new spot. I wanted to show you. Oh, so, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm kind of so seen over here. It looks yeah. like flower section. So I, we, I get caught up a lot when I'm getting seeds for herbs. I'm, I'm planting basil. You know, uh -huh. I'm planting all my vegetables, uh, my fruiting vegetables, and summer crops. But it's really cool to get over here and get your seeds for your flowers. And so there's cool things like, of course, your sunflowers are one of the easiest things to sprout. So if you're if you're a listener right now and you're a little bit of um you know, afraid of planting seeds or you're a little bit, a little bit new to it, uh, start with sunflower seeds. The seeds are massive. They sprout and germinate like almost instantaneously. It's incredible. There's tons of all these varieties. Yeah. Beautiful. Red ones, yellow. golden ones, <laughs> ones with rings and colors, ones that are good for eating. Um, the mammoth, well, one, like, the Mongolian giant, uh, just beautiful. And then ones that have really interesting characteristics. Like look at the uh, the goldy honey bear. That's a beautiful flower. It's a sunflower, but you wouldn't even tell because it looks so um, so drastically different from all yeah. of its friends here. 
but uh, the seeds for flowers are an awesome thing to do because you can really incorporate them into your garden like we always talk about and it just helps balance out the garden. Of course, if you have an edible garden that requires, especially your peppers and your tomatoes and your, all your melons and cucumbers, those are all bee pollinated, a lot of these, uh, your mm -hmm. cucumbers and melons and things. They really require bee, bee activity so pollinators. you draw those bees in with and, these flowers. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Kevin, now a lot of these flowers too, these are unique things you can only get as seed, right? They don't sell these. Oftentimes, yeah. Out there, right? So if you're hoping, like I'll just come back and get one started in the spring. Uh, oftentimes, most of the seeds here on these racks are unique to this. You're, you're only going to get it in seed form here. Uh, you're never going to see it in like a, a four inch or a or six pack. Or special varieties. Like you could buy marigolds out there. Absolutely. In packs, but, but these are like. But not the Kilimanjaro white. So this one's really unique. It's a, it's a massive uh, marigold and the blooms on that thing, they're like, you know, it's like bigger than your fist. They're, they're just so incredible. <laughs> uh, and they really stand out. And so that's something you really can't get in a six pack. So if, right. you, if you want that unique variety, you're going to have to do the work and plant it yourself. All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing me out here, Kevin and kind of taking me through the seed the seed racks here because uh, there's so many options and I, I guess I forget every time until I get here how cool all these varieties are. The selection is incredible and uh, now's the time to do this, right? For sure. And you know, almost almost every time is the time for, for getting down and looking at the seed rack. It's just now is like where we're all getting down here because we're all getting excited for our spring gardens and so if, if really, if you want to get those, those peppers in and get them started in your tomatoes, you really want to get it planned out. So now is the great time to get going. But honestly, I'm here looking at seeds throughout the year because there's some you can plant right now. There's, there's some that you can plant you know, later in the summer. There's always, always a time to plant seeds. Just, man, right now is the best time. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start grabbing the seeds that I want. Um, I'm going to Grab them and then I'll show them to you later in the studio. How about oh, let's that? do it! Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start shopping. All right, Kevin, we're back, and big thank you for guiding me through the seed area there at the store, which at first was very overwhelming. There's a lot of seeds, a lot of colors, a lot of things to look at, um, but at the end of it, I felt pretty good, and I walked away with some great selections, so thank you for your help, Kevin. You did. Uh, I got some as well. I had a blast. It's always fun to uh, shop for seeds. I'm not a big shopper, but shopping for seeds <laughs> is where it's at. Uh, I loved it. So what did you end up getting? So I ended up walking away with bok choy, which I loved to eat. Um, I've got a jalapeno, uh, the New Mex Lemon Spice jalapeno. Oh, yeah. Then I ended up getting a purple carrot, the Cosmic Purple. Oh, those are good. I got the Sun Gold tomatoes, arugula, and a flower mix. I love it. Yeah, Sun Golds will make anybody a fan of tomatoes. And arugula tastes so good. The mm -hmm. flavor on that is incredible. Uh, so those are fantastic choices, and I just want to direct your attention, Austin. Have you ever heard of like a a planting calendar? No, but um, well, now I have because we yeah. I did a little prep for this. And I pulled up the uh, Green Acres vegetable planting calendar, and what exactly am I looking at here? So Kevin? that is a fantastic tool for you right now uh, with those seeds. For anybody planning to grow from seeds. Um, Get yourself a good vegetable planting calendar. Uh, it is really super helpful. It makes the whole process extremely easy. It lets you to know uh, when to plant your seeds, what which ones. So asparagus to through all the way through zucchini. You know mm -hmm. every vegetable you could think of is on there, and it you know 
every month of the year. It lets you know when you can grow it. Can you plant it from seed uh, indoors? Are you going to direct seed it? Are you going to transplant it? All that. So it's really straightforward. Perfect. And I'm going to put a link to this in our episode description so that our listeners have access to this information as well. Um, It basically tells you when to plant a specific plant and how to plant it. So that's what I want to get into next, Kevin. I want to break down each one. So we can direct seed, we can plant starters, and we can start in a pot in a protected area. What is the you know what are these three different methods and how are they different? So direct seeding is just like it sounds. It's when you actually take your seed and put it directly in the location where it's going to be where it's going to stay. When I plant beets or carrots, those always get direct seeded just because it's just the best way to do it, and they don't like to transplant that well. Uh, when it comes to my tomatoes and things like, that, I almost always am I planting a, a transplant that I've grown earlier or someone else started earlier. So direct seeding right into the ground, um, starting indoors or in a sheltered area. That's what I do often with my peppers and tomatoes. That's what I'm doing right now is I'm going to start them in little containers uh, indoors and get them prepped and ready for a spring planting. Uh, And then, of course, when that springtime rolls around, that's when I'll be planting those plants uh, as a transplant into the soil. So that kind of gives you a nice little outlook on how to plant and where to plant and what to plant. And at the calendar, it lets you know when you can do all those things for each individual plant. It's really great. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into my peppers. So I got the Numex Lemon Spice Pepper. This is something I want to start soon, right? Because you've always told me these peppers have a long germinating period. It takes them a while to get it kind of started, and that's the way I'm going to do this, in a pot in a protected area, right? That's it. Um, so how how do I go about that? I know there's seed trays and warming blankets and there's all kinds of stuff. So how do I get these peppers going? The best success is really good starter mix. So okay. nice, light and fluffy starting soil, uh, a seed germination soil that's actually made for that. It's usually oftentimes a mixture of uh, perlite and uh, moss, ground up peat moss. And that is basically it's a, a mixture that is really just absorbs some water, but also holds a good amount of air. And that's what the, that's what those little seedlings like. Mm. They need some moisture to start. But like we talked about earlier, seeds need three things. Austin, what are they? Okay, so they need they need water, air, and heat. That's exactly it. So Excellent. some seeds will need more more warmth than others, and that's where that heating pad comes in for your peppers, your tomatoes, you know your your melons and things like that. They like that warm weather. Lettuce, your broccoli, they really don't need all that. But uh, you get you get those three little ingredients, boom, you've got germination will occur. Um, having a mix that holds a good amount of moisture and air, that's really where it's at. So good, good starter mix. Uh, you don't need to fertilize really heavily when you're starting your seeds. You can do that afterwards as they start to grow and get, get larger. But a good fluffy mix that drains well. So you're going to have to have a container that also has holes in it that breathes. It can be little starter trays. It can be old cup of noodle cups with holes dug in them. You really, you can get creative with your containers. Just make sure that they breathe. Um, once you've got your seeds planted, it's, it's proper to th- consider the depth of your seeds. So on the back of your seeds and sometimes on the inside of your seed packets, tons of information. So that'll tell you basically how long it takes for that, for the how many days to emerge. Mm-hmm. So how long it actually takes for the, the germination process to take place, which is great because sometimes you're waiting around, waiting around, and you're like, nothing sprouted. And it's like, it's okay. That one takes two to three weeks. Uh, some are going to sprout in several days. So each plant is a little different. You're also going to know is the seed depth. How deep are you going to plant those seeds? Oftentimes, Austin, the bigger the seed, the deeper it gets planted. Um, Smaller the seed, closer to the surface they need to be. But uh, follow those instructions. Some of them are a quarter inch, eighth of an inch, half an inch down. Mm -hmm. The depth does matter. 
Okay, so just make sure you follow all those instructions. Sure. Of course, you'll get you know row spacing and things like that, and that really helps with your planning later on for how many you know plants you're going to squeeze into a location. But that seed depth is all about for germination. It really comes down how deep are you going to put that seed in there. Other than that, Austin. Just keep it moist, sure. uh, and that's that's essentially it. When well, they do- I remember you pre-moistened your soil. I remember, yep. you, and it was more than I thought. You know, you were kind of uh, aerating and fluffing the 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 starter mix and adding a lot of water to that before it went into your seed. Um, your what are the the seed packs? The uh, little seed trays, the starter tray. That's yes, what I'm little of. pony packs, four, yeah. six packs, four packs, whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So that soil comes out of the bag sometimes pretty dry. So oftentimes I'll either I'll fill it up into our trays and then I'll take my watering can and I'll gently kind of give it a soak and then I'll add the seeds at a proper depth and then water them. Label, of course, label your seeds, what you're what you're planting and when you're planting and make two labels because uh, sometimes the first label breaks <laughs> and falls out and then you forget, especially Austin, if you're going to be growing many different types of pepper. Like I've got, yeah. I've got holy shishito, Austin, I'm growing some shishitos nice. uh, and some bell peppers. So when the peppers are young, um, they look identical. So whether they're sweet or hot, it, always labeling is good. But uh, keep them moist, evenly moist. You don't want to blast them with the hose and just you know dislodge them. And that's what's nice about pre-moistening that soil is then when you do eventually water it to soak them in, um, the soil doesn't just immediately flip itself over and float away because nice. that stuff gets pretty dry. Yeah, I, I learned the the labeling thing last year. I did three different kinds of cherry tomato, and uh, <laughs> they all looked identical uh, when they were little babies, and uh, definitely relied on <laughs> the labels. But some didn't make it or got lost. Yeah, so I I thought one was a certain kind, and it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I, I've learned that all. And I've been there. My <laughs> we had a plant sale when I first started teaching years ago, and uh, I I was like, man, we're gonna pl- we're gonna sell so many little tomato seedlings. It's gonna be awesome. So we started hundreds of them, hundreds, and we had them labeled, but each one, and then uh, as time went on, the label started getting moved and it was like, it was a nightmare by the time that the plant sale came. I basically was just like, here, uh, these, these are just tomatoes. It could be anything. Yeah, there was just no Mis- mystery tomatoes. Yeah, it could be a Roma, it could be a brandy wine. Do you remember the other 100. mistake I made last year? I made another mistake, which was planting too many of the tomatoes uh, close to each other. That is a great mistake to make because then you learn you learn not to yes. do that again. So yes. yeah, you planted what four or five tomatoes. I think one on t- of <laughs> maybe more, maybe more. <laughs> maybe like yeah. t- well, they were so small. You're like ah, it's cool they'll grow in. But it's like no, you just need one tomato in right. that container. And, right. they, and then when you thinned them out, boom, they did better. Oh, they did great. Yeah. So that's where that that's where the, actually the seed spacing comes in handy. So we talk about the seed depth. Um, once they sprout, sometimes it's nice to hold on to those packets, keep them, file them away because they have so much great information. You can always go back to them. But uh, the spacing is very helpful because that lets you know how many of those you can kind of mm-hmm. fit into an area. More isn't always better. Right? It, you know, the other thing I, I realized, too, is like these seeds really want to become plants. Like, oh, yeah. So be careful. You know, you were very good last year teaching me to put just, you know, one in a little um kind of dimple of yeah. soil, right? And then cover it up lightly. Um, these things want to sprout. So um, really only, you know, use the seeds you want. And then like you said, file them away, you know. Great and, advice. And store them. Yeah, yeah. File them away. Hold on to them because you can kind of create a little collection. If seeds are kept away from the sunshine, away from moisture, you know, away from heat and all that, um, they can last, you know, thousands of years, actually. Um, it's pretty incredible. But um, definitely as far as a seed packet, sever- you know, many years. 
Uh, and so the better you take care of them, the, the more you can kind of, it's like having um, like a little piggy bank full of goodies nice. that you can just build up and have a collection of. You can go back to them year to year. Uh, and then they make an awesome gift to give to people. It's one of those things um, that if you really want to impress someone, give them some seeds. Yeah. And that lets you know you care about them. And anyone can do it. If I can do it, you guys can do it. And a lot of you probably have already done this before. Uh, But this is the reminder now to get out into the store. The seed racks are full of amazing varieties of stuff. And it's one of the funnest and easiest way to start your garden. And now is the time. So go ahead, check out the seeds that are in the stores. Check out this calendar um, that I'm putting in the episode description. And go out there and try something new. I'm trying some wacky purple carrots and some bok choy, and maybe you can try something else, and uh, we can all share our harvest later in the spring. Um, But that's all we have time for now, Kevin. uh, Final thoughts, and take us out. So final thought, seeds are awesome. They are amazing, and they're so easy to grow. Um, It's the most affordable way to get your garden going. There's so many options when it comes to growing with seeds. Um, I highly, highly recommend doing it. If you haven't done it before, please give seeds a try. For those of you who already uh, do it, you know what I'm talking about. So you need to spread spread the message as well. Go plant some seeds with a friend when, when you can. Until next week, garden friends, I'm looking forward to being back in studio with you all. I want to thank Austin for another wonderful edit. I want to thank all of our listeners for being here and just wish you another wonderful week out in your gardens. Honestly, go get yourself some seeds. Uh, you, you won't regret it. I promise you that. Until next time, garden friends, happy gardening to you all. And please never, ever stop growing. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Kevin Jordan or his guests. These gardening tips and suggestions may work for you, as well as those from alternative sources. When using any garden products or tools, read and follow all label directions. And learn how to save water while gardening at bewatersmart.info.